Howdy, howdy. Oh, no. Welcome on into the pre-show before the free show. Well, let's see. We all right? Yeah, I think we've got... I just don't think my headphones are working because... I forgot to plug in the lights. Valerie didn't... We're j- we are flying by the seat of our pants here, folks. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the pre-show before the free show. I'm your friend, Greg. That is also your friend, Greg. And that's your friend, uh... That's your friend, Ashley, who is presently uh there we go who's presently uh fits in and a fuddling with the uh with the machines that's one of the problems with coaching school is that we have to tear down this entire studio and move it however many thousand miles down to uh to houston it's like what eight thousand miles to houston you know what it wasn't it didn't it seemed not as far back man we were playing a good roadie game oh yeah yesterday on so, the way back so in the car i yeah, drove by myself because <laughs> got kids and stuff but i didn't take my kids but like i use that as an excuse for everything right um but you it was you wtf yep and carter yates correct yes the fo- was the, the the foursome in the car braylon uh, braylon um and so what was the uh what was the car game in your car so we did this on our last few vacations as a family is that you pull up your favorite music app mm-hmm one person starts off with one song. They pass it to the next person who puts a song in queue, who passes it to the next person. And you continue to put songs in the queue, um, playing off like what you've heard before. What does that, what direction does that like tip you towards on or yeah. influence your next song selection? Mm-hmm. So you can go down some. You kind of get down a rabbit hole. Yeah, you're down here. a rabbit hole in some of these musicians and some of the songs and yeah. what era is it from and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think from like the time that we hit the highway in Houston all the way until the time we took the exit here in Louisville that we were dedicated to queuing up songs and playing okay. the game and the whole way a, through. It was a blast because then you get like it made the trip go by quicker because yeah. you're like excited about what the next person's playing. And then you think of something else. So like your mind's not on the fact that you're sitting there driving for four hours. You also learn stuff about your coworkers. Yes. You yeah. do. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, what'd so. you learn about, what'd you learn about Carter? His music selections were very diverse. He knew some uh-huh. songs that I hadn't heard before that I enjoyed. Okay. Um, he was probably out of the group. He was the one who would, tend to push us like in a new direction yeah okay. more often than not so i guess that talks about you know like um his independence yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean his independent thinking um not to just like fall in line with what everybody else is doing yeah. to, to try to create something new Understood? yeah and i think the cool thing was is when he would uh if someone would play a song that he didn't know, then he was like, "Oh well, I'm going to introduce y'all to a new artist because I didn't know that oh, last it was like one." A challenge. So right. yeah, yeah, and it was it was good. It was so much fun. Okay, good job. I listen to murder podcasts, so that's that's <laughs> what I did. That's what I did. I listened to uh, the new Texas Monthly. A little podcast. more drab in the Tepper yeah. ride than, than the, uh, for sure. The uh, the the, the te- new Texas Monthly podcast Stephenville's really good. Um, so you should, okay. you should listen. That's about a about a murder in Stephenville from way back when. That I was introduced to some. I don't know if I was introduced to any new 21 Savage. No, that's usually <laughs> a Mallory joint for you. She's 21 Savage or Congos. Those she, are her two. Uh, she really likes Yellow Wolf. We uh-huh. listen to a couple different Yellow Wolf songs. I thought that was pretty good because I'm not into, usually into newer. Rap, modern hip-hop, yeah. You know, um, modern hip-hop. We saw Yellow Wolf in concert like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Listening to some of the... The, like the songs that people consider quality, yeah, change my outlook on it a little bit. That's what I need. What I've figured out is my place in the music landscape is 
I'm not gonna sift through stuff. Right. I need you to bring me the stuff that has already been quality checked. You know what I mean? And so that's why I like when friends recommend things to me because it's like, oh great, you have gone through. I trust your opinion. I trust your. I trust what you're doing. Um, they can come in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can just be quiet. It's fine. No, we're gonna we're stopping down the show and making sure we know that our friends Mel and Red are walking in. <laughs> anyway, so but that's, the, that's what I, I don't want. I don't want to sift through all these new albums. I want somebody to do the quality checking for me, and then me get the me get the benefits of your work. Mm-hmm. I want to be as lazy as possible. Mm-hmm. Is what yeah, I'm this, saying. Yeah, this all checks out for the win. Scans for the win. Okay, I have the history oh. in my music app of this. And now I can go through and add the songs that you know that I enjoyed that everybody played, That's and add stuff. them now to my playlist. Could you? Could I challenge you to find a way to make that available to me? Like a playlist. Like a playlist. Like a playlist. See, I well, can try, but I, I doubt you're on title. I'm not on. T- no, I'm not on title. I think you can what share kind of to other titles on title. Only I that I've ever spoken Are with. You the only, only I. Do you know anyone else who's on title? No, I didn't. I mean, it was it. I'm the a Spotify inter- guy. I was, well, the interface was the most similar to Spotify that I had did, I had seen. Right. Okay. Anyway, I'll try. Okay. Please Maybe do. Like I'll write. <laughs> Just write down. Put him in a letter and mail it to <laughs> him. Like it was Yellow Wolf singing. God Whatever knows what. he was singing. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't want to guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess on air. Yeah, it feels like that's probably <laughs> words I can't say. Hit the theme expo. <laughs> First day back at school for everybody. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's slowly putting together its studio back together, like about 80% of the way there. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the platforms, or you'll show us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast uh, vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. They call her Miss 305, Miss 915, Miss 956. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Hi. You doing okay? Hi. I'm breathing. Well, no, actually, I was gonna say, actually, I'm not somewhat. breathing very well. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> fact check now. Yeah, actually, I, I didn't yeah. mean to lie to the people, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I'm here. Is this just just exhaustion from coaching school? No, I think it's like a sinus infection, but we're Rad. Here. Yeah, cool. Super cool. Super fun. Having a great time. And sitting to my right, he's the director of recruiting for Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's our friend, the top-ranked Greg in the office. Correct. Greg Powers. That up, might y'all? be the most true statement you've ever said. I, listen, I'm, I'm a brave... Coming tr- with the facts. I'm a brave truth-teller <laughs> is what I am. Uh, today is... Wednesday, right? 
<laughs> oh man, this is the most this is Monday a troubling, feeling Wednesday. a troubling <laughs> question. Uh, today is Wednesday, July nineteenth, twenty twenty, three hundred twenty-seven days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Benedict Cumberbatch. Do you want to take? A, do you want to take a run at how old you think Benedict Cumberbatch is? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Wow. I don't want to guess. He's forty-seven. Forty-seven. Oh, yeah. I would have thought he was in his fifties. Fifty-five might have been high, but it seemed reasonable because it was right in the middle. Here's I would a, not have said forty-seven. Here's a broad and unfair statement: Every British person looks old. Every British person. Okay. Name a young British person. You can't. Harry Styles looks hundred and sixty. You're fabricating. No, I'm telling the truth. I don't know. I thought the Queen did pretty good. <laughs> the Queen did great. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's a statement for All right. cutting. Well, okay. <laughs> Out of context. Prince Charles looks old. Prince Charles, or I'm sorry, King Charles, I guess now. He, he, looks, he looks like a million years old. Yeah, I was, yes. That's what I'm saying. Every British person looks old. Except for the Queen. Yeah. That's eh. so why we fought for her. I think like she just looked old for so long that it made it not seem like she oh, was you think getting it's like any Steve older. Disease? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you if you start looking really yeah. old by the time you're 55, yes. then by the time you're 75 and you don't look any older, yeah. then it's like, oh, she aged pretty well. That's a great point. Steve Martin has looked has looked 80 since he was 38. Yeah, you just need to get old quickly and, and then like, everyone's man, like, holding man, holding up great and playing the banjo. Yep. Good for him. It's episode 1617. On today's show, folks, we got this week in recruiting with our friend Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And then back half of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've done the last couple of days um, uh, at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention, a little bit of a recap of our week down in Houston. So we will have that coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door, Mademoiselle? We sure do. It was Zill0678, Tanner Solis, Ed McElroy, and a new one, Tepper Better Quit Looking at Us Like That. Welcome in, friends. I think this is the same Snow White dwarf friend that we have. Better stop looking at us like that. It's big you people. It's got to be something that you can dial in on, not us, right? Like no that's idea. very specific. No idea. I don't. I don't know how I look at people. I only view the world. Not through, well, apparently. I only view the world through my own eyes. Um, anyway, uh, let's get into this. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. This is this week. Cruton. <laughs> Yeah, that one dialed up. I was not prepared for that. I wasn't going to cheat the fans just because <laughs> we've been in coaching school. It was this week in recruiting. My voice would have actually given Golly. out. No Our friend Greg Powers, director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. That was uh, legendary. And see his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And of course, this segment is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, delicious. Like, what more can you say? We did verify. Oh, yeah? On our trip down there. The Chicken Express, the the one that we've noted that the, is the Houston oh, yeah. location yes. to stop at yep. is it, just north of Huntsville. It, I would think that it has I think a, it's in a Huntsville. Huntsville, Huntsville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just north of all, like, the major Huntsville exits which is, is a legendary Chicken Express location. Which is perfect because it's literally, like, the first thing you see after a lot of just barren 45. Uh, okay, so is this pre-Sam Houston statue? I'm going south. Yeah, pre. pre-Sam yeah, Houston if you're statue? heading south, it's you're going you're gonna to come right up yeah, on it. If you're Sam coming Houston the other way, you need to pass end. Sam. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Sam Houston statue is the south end of Correct. Huntsville. It's past the, uh, the federal penitentiary. Thanks yes. to the Huntsville Chicken Express crew for fulfilling all of our chicken tendy needs. Love you. Love you, Chicken Express. So this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, we're going to go to Mesquite Horn to talk about their soon-to-be senior wide receiver, Cedric Lott Jr., who committed 
to Boston College. Uh, had offers in-state from places like Texas State, UTSA, and North Texas, but uh, an ACC offer was too much to pass up uh, for uh, Mesquite Horn wide receiver Cedric Lott. This is interesting because, um, I'm checking my notes here, you know, he doesn't have a ton of varsity uh, varsity stats here. In fact, I'm seeing zero receptions, zero yards, zero touchdowns. In fact, zero snaps at the varsity level. Yeah, a guy who uh, they've taken from the hardwood, turned into an elite wide receiver I think you know he's got double digit offers based upon his camp performances and his ability um, to showcase that skill set in the camp setting uh, this is a guy who I think has as high a upside in 2023 his senior season of football as anybody in the country I love that it also speaks to the depth of the wide receiver position in the state of Texas because this commitment at the end of June was made possible because Lake Dallas wide receiver Keonde Henry decommitted ah. from Boston College. And they didn't have to go to Florida. They didn't have to go to Georgia. They didn't have to go to PA or Ohio. You guess what? They dipped back into Texas to get another wide receiver. It just speaks to the depth that we have here. Um, wide, there's a lot of talented wide receivers. So if you're one of these schools up in the Northeast or Midwest, we still have talent available here that you can come and get. And Cedric Lott Jr. is a prime example of that. I, I can't wait to watch him play. He's like one of the must-sees this year on the high school football scene. It's just weird to not be able to talk about a guy that doesn't have film, you know, to watch. So, to paint a little bit of a picture, he's one of these guys who can stretch the field vertically. He has extreme, extremely long arms. Mm -hmm. Can go up and high point the football, great catch radius, and can pull it down and – I have some sources that are within these um, training sessions, right? These training sessions that go on every weekend or, you know, throughout the week as we lead up to the season. One of my most trusted sources, mm -hmm. someone who I feel like you can take their evaluations to the okay. bank, said put him up with the Bryant-Wescos of wow. the world. Oh, that's big. Really? They said side by side at, at, this, at this training session, these guys match each other. So this is something for Mesquite Horn fans to be excited about, Boston College fans to be excited about, but they're going to have to fight for this commitment yeah. if this kid is that good. Yeah, because I, you get the feeling that once he gets some actual, <laughs> I'd say like actual tape, but like some actual tape. Right. It's going to spread pretty quickly, and the secret's going to get out. But for now, uh, Boston College with a big commitment from Mesquite Horn wide receiver Cedric Lott Jr. Let's roll on to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week, and I do mean roll on to our commit of the week. Refurio 2024 wide receiver Ernest Campbell has committed to Texas A&M. Um, there's just no two ways about it. This is the fastest man in the state. Yep. There's just That's not up for debate. Uh, he is a wide receiver there at Refurio. They give him the ball in a variety of different ways. He commits to Texas A&M. He had offers from all over, uh, you know, Penn State, Oregon, TCU, Baylor, Florida State. The Aggies haul him in. At the, in the, the 200 meters at State, right? Yep. In the 100 meter, or I'm sorry, the 2A 100 meter dash, he ran a 10.22, okay? A 10.22. Let me put it to you this way because I looked this up. If he were in the first heat at the 2021 or 2020, what was 2020, now 2021, yeah. Tokyo Olympics, he would have come in fifth place. Wow. At an Olympic heat, like Olympic heat in the 100 meters. As a what, 17-year-old? As a 17-year-old. Ernest Campbell is a freak show, and he's going to College Station, and they're going to find some fun things to do with him. He also took home gold in the 200 meter with a 20.92. So oh, okay. sub 2100, 200 meter time is also blistering. Um, this is a guy who I feel like can be very valuable within the Texas A&M offensive scheme because 
he's a specialist, right? He's a speed demon. You're going to be able to find unique and interesting ways to get him the football. Is he the guy that's going to get and catch every single pass and probably be your receptions leader? I'm going to tend to say no uh-huh. on that, but that doesn't mean that he's not the most exciting guy on the field when he does touch the ball. Yeah, I, I would imagine that they want to get him heavily involved within the return game. They're going to find ways to be able to get him on screens and you know reverses and end arounds, whatever – they can do to get him in open space he's going to take advantage of that and that's the same way that refurio uses him as well uh state championship contender this year so he comes from a a team that has a background championship quality background um so this is a good addition in state for jimbo fisher and the aggies just love it i mean this is a guy that we have to shine the spotlight on because he's so special and unique the guy the guy that uh, like immediately and this is not a fair comparison but uh uh devon a chain is yeah. a guy that, especially early in his career, like he obviously became like the bell cow back for them uh, as, as his career went on. But early in, the, early in his career, they were just finding interesting ways to get him the ball in space. Right? Jakeem Grant? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Jakeem Grant was very overlooked at times because of his size and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But you saw in college what his special qualities were, and he translated that into yeah. a long NFL career. I, I expect the same out of Ernest Campbell. Yeah, the, Ernest Campbell is that guy that, like, is going to be – it's going to be a lot of Aggies favorite players and they're going to be like get him the ball more, you know what I mean? Right. Well, cuz they'll because... go into it trying to put him in as like a little slot receiver that's just there oh. to shake things up and then oh, yeah. they develop into something more. Yeah. This guy is uh he's different. He is different and he's heading to Aggie land. It's a big get for the Aggies. They haul in uh DCTF uh DCTF uh four-star I believe uh, three-star hot, three hot 100. Hot 100. Four-star qualities. Yeah. Four-star qualities. Absolutely. Uh, in Refurio wide receiver Ernest Campbell. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst here on Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Get involved the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's roll on to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week, let's go southeast Texas to Jasper to talk about their big tight end, Kiati Armstrong, who is now uh, the— Well done, sir. Well he, done. Thank you. The newest DCTF four-star in the class of 2025. Um, he was a guy that we saw at the state seven on seven tournament down there in College Station. He now has more than he has 15 scholarship offers, including Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Houston, Baylor, UTSA, Oklahoma, Oregon, et cetera, SMU. Uh, the the secrets out on Keati Armstrong, right. uh, and at six five, two hundred and forty five pounds, uh, he's uh, he's hard to miss. To go a little bit deeper than that, the secrets out on Jasper. Yeah. yeah. Right. The yeah. secret's out on Jasper. Jasper is a team that has a lot of quality athletes. Coach Crumity there has to feel like blessed yeah. to, to be able to step into that situation. Mm-hmm. Like this is a team that's really on the rise. And I guess you would classify that as Southeast yeah. Texas. That's 409. Yeah. Right? 409. 409. Area code. Yeah. Um, I really like Kiati's game. This is a guy who you could see at seven on seven from two fields away. Yeah. Right? Like, you're looking across fields, like, trying to see who you want to go watch. And you're like, who's that giant standing over on field 3A? I it was him a- and Lance Jackson from Pleasant yeah, Grove that like, everyone these- drove by and you just instantly stopped your golf cart. Like, who are these large children? And they were playing on fields next to each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, that was a good combo to watch two of the best. I get. I guess Lance Jackson I would classify more as a defensive end, but he does have tight end offers as well. Yep. They're very in a very similar mold around that 6'5", 245-pound range. Um, Kiati's a guy who I believe in as a blocker, but he's also an offensive weapon that you can put into the red zone and depend upon. That gives your quarterback a chance to you know throw up a jump ball in a third down situation when things are tightened up. You know when mm-hmm. the when the quarterback needs someone to bail him out, pick up a critical first down, pick up 
a touchdown in a tight game. Keati Armstrong is the guy who you want on your roster. So uh, that, that 2025 tight end class, it's shaping up to be really special because you also have Keandre Johnson at Terrell, Bear Tenney, a move in at Lovejoy, and Jack Van Dorselaire at South Lake Carroll. These are four quality tight ends who could quite honestly take up 5% mm-hmm. of the hot 100, hot 100 four stars in 2025 and a year that's pretty loaded to think that 5% of those players could be tight ends. I think that that's a statistical anomaly. Yeah, uh, I think that he is a guy who is uh, his recruitment's only going to heat up from here. And I think everybody's going to be after him because I do think that Kendrick Crumity is going to try to find ways to get him involved in the offense even more this year. And, and also a guy who can block. You know what yeah. I mean? A guy who's, who's, who's strong at the point of attack. He could do it all. and Like a perfect matchup with Britton Simmons, who is like that electric, speedy, yeah. wide receiver in that offense. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They're gonna, they will not be shut out uh, over the course of the season. I'll say that. Uh, if they get shut out, then I, I, I wonder if something's going I'll double wrong. down on that. I'll go with you on that. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's round it all out with our week one jinxed. Yeah, they're going to lose 14 nothing, or a scoreless draw. Uh, let's round it all out with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week uh, is Duncanville uh, senior running back Caden Durham, who is selected to play at the 2024 Polynesian Bowl uh, out there in Hawaii. And I know we need to have – it does feel like we need team coverage there. Agreed. Pickle? A lot live show at the Polynesian. I, I'm down. Pol- I've Polynesian really Bowl. been pitching this yeah. for the last few years. Like I do think that you should represent Texas. Yeah, we're TexasFootball.com. Absolutely. There are Texas players that will play in the Polynesian Bowl, and I just want to, you know, I promise this: if I were able to go, no one would produce more content than it, me it, at the Polynesian Bowl on Texas players. It, I would lead the charge. For it that. does feel like a dereliction of our duty to not be in Hawaii for the Polynesian Bowl. Uh, Caden Durham will be there. Uh, he was selected to play in the Polynesian Bowl. He is going to commit on August 25th. Uh, Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, and A&M feel like they are the final four uh, there. He's a guy that is uh, the complete running back, nearly 2,000-yard rusher for a team that won the 6A Division One state championship last year. Uh, an absolute burner. If you remember, this was back in like the, the spring where that, um, that district uh, 11-6A 100-meter like, times right. went viral. Uh, he was the guy because it was like you you ran a ten point seven five and finished seventh in that in the heat. Um, he ran a ten three three in that heat and finished third. He is a burner. He can do a little bit of everything, but he feels like a complete running back. As far as speed goes, straight line. Yeah, he's one of the elite guys. I mean, yeah. like we we're probably talking on this edition of this week in recruiting about the two fastest guys in the state. Yeah, and Ernest Campbell and Caden Durham, quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly the two fastest guys in the state. Um, in the 2024 class especially. I love what Caden Durham brings to, the, brings to the table. We always look at Duncanville as a power run-based offense. Yes. Right? And I remember sitting here at the beginning of last season. <clears throat> who picked Duncanville to win the state championship in the preseason? Who was that? All right, I'll give him that. I don't recall. I will give him that. I didn't even think about that until now. So there was a person who picked Duncanville to win the state championship in the preseason, and yes. that was me. Yes, one person had the courage to pick a top three team to win the title. <laughs> yes, that was me. Um, and that was – the reason why is because of speed, right? Yeah. Caden Durham, I felt like, while they've had, like, powerhouse running backs, they've had good running backs in the past, the element that that offense possessed last year that it didn't quite have in some of the other um, – seasons that they finished you know second for the state championship was a game changer who can really stretch defenses out and I thought Caden Durham did that 
And I also think DeCorian Moore does that within yeah. their offense, too. So, just to be able to be the guy that leads Duncanville to the promised land after so many attempts, that, to me, speaks of his special qualities outside of what he does, what you're watching right now on his highlight tape, where he's able to get one small crease and dash to daylight and make defenses pay to the tune of 36 times. Yeah. He's uh he's pretty good. I'll say that, and and whoever gets him uh, is going to be pretty happy. August twenty fifth. Do you have yep. a? You know he's got a lot of ties to Oklahoma. I think mm-hmm. Oklahoma sits really good. LSU has done a tremendous job in that recruitment as well because they were the first school to really target him in both sports, track, or at least very aggressively target him in track and football. Those are the two schools I feel like I should be watching the most closely. But he has offers from all the top schools in, across the country, and I think it's going to be about fit and need for Caden Durham as he looks to uh, continue his career into college and on to the NFL after. Uh, one guy who's always looking at the next level is Greg Powers, our recruiting director here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout um, and see his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. What else do you Oh, Instagram. You have an Instagram, right? Yeah, Greg Powers Recruiting on Instagram. You're good at Instagram. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. real, I'm real bad at Instagram. I'm trying. I'm not good. I don't categorize like, myself as good at Instagram yet, but I'm trying. But you have a son who is good at Instagram, and I that helps. I do have that. Shout that out. That helps. Shout out Little Powers. Little Powers. Uh, uh, yes. Um, yeah, the Mega Powers Unite. Uh, stick, stick around because I need you to tell us what we did this weekend because I don't remember. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Okay. Uh, this is Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbells Texas Football subscriber. Uh, three magazines, including our legendary 2023 Summer Edition, uh, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, and a year of Dave Campbell's Texan Live, where you can watch Texas Football Tonight, our Red Zone-style show coming to you uh, starting the first Friday of the football season, produced by Ashley Pickle. So make sure you check that out. TexasFootball.com. So subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Makes a great gift as well. What's a holiday that's coming up? Anything? Get it for your friend for Benedict Cumberbatch's birthday. Go there to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. And now a word from these goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. The Gambling Gauchos are a Texas Tech podcast serving you money lines, memes, and matador content on Twitter, YouTube, and stakingtheplains.com. Well, let's put it this way if they pay me off in tortillas, I'm going to shoot them right in the eye. 
If you're looking for more Big 12 sports content from a host who wants a 25 tacos in 20 minutes and another that can provide a taco bites per minute analytical breakdown of the feat, then Rob and Kyle are the host for you. New episodes every Sunday and Thursday on the Republic of Football podcast feed. Back here on Texas Football Today, uh, Greg Tupper, Greg Powers, and Ashley Pickle. And we are back from Houston. We've been in Houston for the past few days at the 2023 Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School and Convention. Uh, my voice is back up to about 90%, which is uh, a real plus for me. Um, I have one job at coaching school, and that's to talk. And like then I just like sucked at that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we are back. It's a great time, as always. Um, we were turning and burning. We were working. We were shaking hands, kissing babies. Um, all sorts of stuff down there at coaching school and uh, and had a great time. It's, it's always a fun time down there at, at coaching school, and we appreciate all the coaches coming by. I know you got some great intel on the recruiting side. Uh, Pickle, I know you were over there in your uh, fancy studio setup, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you guys had a, a who's who of people rolling through there for, for sit-down interviews with the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew, right? Yeah, we had a we had a ton of it. A lot of high school coaches that we had scheduled out for long form content. Um, some really impactful stories that we're excited to share with you on Texas Football Tonight, our new show. Um, but we also shout out to Mike Craven and Ishmael Johnson and Carter Yates and the entire uh, college football staff because they uh, we got nine out of the thirteen Texas FBS head coaches. Um, the, the only ones we were missing were the guys that just weren't able to attend coaching school. And then uh, we we didn't get Dana Holgerson because they just talked to him at Big 12 yeah. Media Days. So basically we've gotten interviews with every single FBS coach yeah. in the past like week, it's, which is unbelievable. It is. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Other almost, than one, Jimbo al- Fisher almost, calls him. Almost every one. Um, and then that, that also doesn't count. Uh, I looked this up. Corey Hogue, our non-FBS yes. uh, uh, insider. Uh, had sit-down interviews with seven non-FBS head coaches. Yeah, so I think we were at 16 total college football college coaches, football like coaches, head coaches, which is state, insane. Including Travis Bush at UTRGV, kind of updating us on, on what it, what UTRGV is up to. Uh, he sat down with uh, the, the head coach at McMurray. He has, uh, sat down with Colby Carthel at Stephen F. Austin. I mean, it's the, the amount of content we're coming back with is shocking, not to mention our normal uh, set of high school coaches interviews right. that we that, that step. And I and, and shout-out Gavin Moritz, who hopped in the hot seat a couple times and did a couple interviews. Um and then you, there was, was there just like a recruit walking around there? Not a recruit interview. It's coaching school this year. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Andrew Marsh from Katie Jordan. Who's I guess one of the top, Who's one of the top wide receiver prospects in the class of 2025. But I got to double down and, and echo what you guys have said about um, the tremendous staff here. I mean, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much. We'll dive into like talking about coaching school and like some of the funds, like uh-huh. the fun parts of it and all that. But I was blown away by especially pickle what you guys put together mm-hmm. on the high school set there um, for Texas football tonight, but for but even more so for the college content that's dropping on the site soon. Craven's interviews, I, I watched a couple of them, you know, front to yeah. end while he was doing them, amazing. And the attention to detail that Corey Hogue has in the non-FBS mm-hmm. sector of football in the state, uh, the respect he has from the coaches. Mm-hmm. Too, talking to some of them as they were waiting in line to like talk to him or whatever it blew me it just blows me away yeah i mean these are real professionals and i'm happy to be a part we of the were squad. there were college coaches i mean i'm talking b 
big time FBS college coaches that were willing to wait to be able to sit oh, yeah. down and talk with Craven and them. Like that's yeah. that's crazy when uh, you have Steve Sarkeesian. We're like, hang on, we're finishing an interview with mm-hmm. a, a high school coach, and he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ish also got some basketball interviews yeah. too. So if you're a Dave Campbell's Texas basketball fan, be tuning into that. Oh, he nice. had a really awesome sit down with the Texas State women's basketball coach. So it's really cool. Uh, the the one that stands out is I know Rhett Lashley. <laughs> like you guys had just sat down with a high school yeah, guy. So he waited it's like, over you guys twenty minutes yeah. outside, so that way he could come visit with the Dave Campbell staff yeah. and sit down and do a full like. 11 or 12 minute interview it was awesome which is also a nice transition to talking about what is really the main event of coaching school which is after the convention hall closes uh, i would invite everybody to go listen to the new episode of tep and step uh, tep and step and roach and roach it's myself Plus matt step and special correspondent mike roach. Yeah. special correspondent mike roach of 247 sports where we kind of give you the uh the behind the scenes of whatever everything that went down after hours oh i will lord. say oh lord we had that, our that um, we me. had our um it scares me to think we had our um, our social uh, on Monday night. I will say, okay, t- well, before we get to that, two things. One, there were more than 16,000 coaches at coaching school this year. That's a, that's a record for when it's been in Houston, uh, which is uh, amazing. It is going to be in San Antonio next year, but I think Houston, they showed out to Houston. 16,000 coaches awesome. uh, there. Uh, w- some news that did come out of it, John Snelson was elected the new THSCA president-elect from Dickinson. Um I love John Snelson. John Snelson's my dude. I'm I'm happy for him. The three uh, the three nominees were uh, the three candidates were Carlos Lynn at Crowley, uh, Brent Davis at Gregory Portland, and John Snelson at Dickinson. I talked with Carlos Lynn uh, before, and, and I was like I was like, here's the good news, man. The organization's in good hands no matter what. Those right. are three quality dudes uh, that were going to lead the organization, but John Snelson was elected. Uh, but one thing, and I don't know if you noticed this pickle. I know you were kind of. Um, you were kind of buried in your own. Yeah, I was tucked away in that world. interview room for ninety percent of it. It felt like there were more women coaches mm-hmm. this year than I've ever seen, and I know that's been a big push for the THSCA. I think, like we think of it as like a football conference, mm-hmm. right? Right. But I know the THSCA has made a big push of saying no. Like THSCA is for all coaches. Yeah, there and, was. Yeah. Uh, we noticed that when we were walking because. Our room that we were in was on the exact opposite side of the convention hall. Uh-huh. So every time that we did have to walk back and forth, we walked through the entirety of the convention hall to get back there. And uh, Mallory and I were looking around and we're like, man, there's a lot of female coaches here, which is yeah. great. And a huge major shout out too to that. Not only coaches, so great job by the THSEA to push that women coaches are allowed. But the other thing is the Wives Association. If, if you are talking about the football side of things, the Texas High School Coaches Wives Association brought a staggering amount of wives to they the clinic. They were all over this thing. It was awesome. We got to see all of our, our friends from the Wives Association. Yeah, it is, uh, it is really, it's really cool to see that, that kind of growth. So, Monday night, we went to the socials on, on, Saturday, uh, on Saturday night. Well, no, we, Sunday, Saturday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday we, we, we ended up. We had up, team dinner at El Tiempo. Yeah, we did. Which, which was really good. Um, we ended up parking Sunday, ended up parking, kind of bouncing around a few different places. There were, I mean, every social was jammed. Yes. Uh, but we ended up kind of parking at the Rice Social. Uh, and and, and uh, shout out to our friend Jessica Mori and Coach Mike Bloomgren and that whole staff. Um, I One story, and I'll tell it again, but on coaching, on you can listen to it on Tep and Step. Um, I did see John Kay, the new uh, yeah. linebackers coach at Rice, former North Shore coach. Um, and uh, he was because it was at a place that was one of those like free play arcades uh-huh. and stuff, and he was um, he was on Pac Man, 
And it's going to shock you, shock nobody to tell you that uh, John Kay's super good at Pac-Man. Really? Which, if you think about it, makes sense. The whole game is just recognizing and attacking patterns. Like, which, like, <laughs> yeah, four-time state champion head coach. Uh -huh. uh, I would say he's probably pretty good at that. And a guy who's just kind of a real cerebral coach. Um, but our social, the the Sunday or the Monday night, we had a, we had a, a, a social. And uh, at Pitch 25, uh, a huge turnout. Uh, a shock, the, probably the biggest turnout we've ever had at a social. Uh, I know there were multiple head football coaches from, from colleges there, tons of high school coaches, our buddies from, from the high school ranks were there. Um, let's see, Jeff Trailer, Rhett Lashley, Mike Bloomgren. I know the Houston Christian staff was there. I know the McMurray staff was there. Um, it was awesome. And Sam Kahn. And Sam Kahn. Sam Kahn from The Athletic. Matt, Sam deserves a shout-out because... Chris Hummer, all our friends yeah. from 247. Uh, Sam, Sam Kahn deserves a big shout-out because we had uh, we were juggling a couple of different interviews at once when Jeff Trailer ended his um, press conference, and Sam was like, hey, DCTF's going to want to talk to you. So Sam brought Jeff Trailer over to our booth so that way we could interview him. So shout out Sam Kahn. <laughs> yeah, Sam Kahn Just was... Just a great conversationalist too, by the way. I enjoyed it. I got to meet Mrs. Kahn as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. She I was at too. our awesome. social. And the conversation was riveting, I'll tell you that. He's always mm -hmm. fun to talk to. Um, he knows so much information about the sport, and, and it was... Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, I've known him, I think, since like 04. Yeah. When we kind of first started doing this, I think, in the same year. So to be able to uh, spend any time with my friend Sam Kahn down in Houston, it's always a great time. It's good, good to see our media friends down there. It's always fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got to And the UIL them. staff. UIL always staff. Good to see them. UIL did have a press conference. Um, we kind of made the official introduction of Ray Zapata, the new athletic director. Um, we were. Uh, and Grace McDowell, the assistant. Yes, Grace McDowell, the assistant uh, athletic director. We. Um, they the biggest announcement is probably that the 2023 and 2024 UIL state football championships will be at AT&T Stadium. They also kind of confirmed something we had kind of thought of and kind of hinted at, which is that there will be no Class 7A in this upcoming alignment. Right. Uh, they're still kind of exploring options, but 2024 their the alignment they do not anticipate any sort of major overhauls. Um, the other thing that I thought was so interesting, you know, the other staff uh, like. There were it's it's nobody wins coaching school right, but there are people you see all over the place like constantly. Here were the people that I saw all over the place. The Rice staff was everywhere; they okay. were everywhere. Mm -hmm. Joey McGuire was everywhere. Jeff Trailer was everywhere, and the Nebraska staff was everywhere. The Nebraska staff was out in full force. They were. Dr. Susan Elza was there, our friend now up there at the, uh, as the director of player personnel, I believe. Bob Wager was there. Bob Wager was there. Matt Rule. Matt Rule, I believe. Garrett McGuire. Garrett McGuire was there. Matt Rule, I believe, flew in from vacation to to come and speak at, at THSCA. Like, he showed up in, like, a Hawaiian shirt, which rocks because dudes rock. Um, mm -hmm. But we – it was it was really, that was really my, interesting. That was my one regret. What? My no. one regret of coaching school was that I didn't get to – I couldn't make it to Matt Rule's – Mm. press conference because it was kind of like an impromptu yeah i think they put it i think they worked it in yeah right we were represented craven was able to go um but i didn't get to go get a chance to listen to matt rule speak because they've done a tremendous job recruiting the lone star states since they've yes they have at nebraska yeah and i think as it moves forward <coughs> texas is going to be a huge prior priority for the future of the success at nebraska you know um or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, don't I know think what you that mean. Came out just right. I know what you're saying. Whatever. I I, I get it. Um, but it was a fun time down there. Um, 
There's plenty Shout of stories. Like I said, go to listen to Tuppen and stuff. You get the, all the nitty gritty. I really want to say thank you to all the coaches that came up and talked about Texas football tonight too. We obviously oh it's gosh. our brand new. It's going to be our brand. If you're if you didn't hear it last week, we're starting our own Friday night show here at uh, on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. We're going to stream for free. It'll basically be a red zone channel mm-hmm. um, for Texas high school football. And we announced it. Uh, Mallory and I did on Women Talking Football the Friday before we left for coaching school, and everybody that came up to us and I'm everybody is like literally everybody um to say like that everyone kept saying thank you we're so excited and i that meant the absolute world to not just mallory and i but everybody at texan live everybody at yes. dave campbell so keep keep the buzz going keep sharing it with everybody but that meant the world people, to me that people kept coming up and saying congrats people are fired up for that thing yeah they are fi- they would not like so many people came up and be like so this Friday night show, huh? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Like they were like, that seems that's yeah. awesome. We had I a lot had of start- college coaches say yeah. how excited they were for yeah, it. Absolutely. I had to start explaining it as boosted red zone. Like, yeah, that's how I was trying to explain it because it. it's going to be red zone, but it is going to be boosted too. Yeah, like yeah. there's some other things that are going to be going. There on. will be analysis. There will be pre-produced yeah. stuff like feature stories, all that. But yeah, there. Thank Warrior. you to everybody genuinely who came up and said the, mm-hmm. that they were excited. That mm-hmm. made it more than worth the amount of work that we've already and will be putting into this. It thing. was the talk of coaching school. Um, we brought 600 magazines and they were gone by 10 o'clock Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, we just ran out of magazines like immediately. Poor China, uh, our, our, our office manager, yeah. was trying so hard to just like – she was just handing out magazines left and right. Uh, but it was a great time down there. Uh, like I said, you can get all the, the, the nitty-gritty on the new episode of Tep and Step with Mike Roach, uh, which uh, details all of our adventures uh, at various socials. Um, I do know we were – we were all over the place. I did. We did find out, and we can confirm this. Um, uh, Houston, not a dry city. We nope. found this out. Harris County, not a dry county. Um, we oh. we we confirmed. Uh, did you notice that? No, I no? didn't. You didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, you turned in early most nights. Yep, that um, that's me. That's you. In bed by nine p.m. every Same. night, like a little angel. Same. I actually was, because I'm washed. Yes. It was a lot of fun down there. We appreciate the THSCA having us. Of course, they don't have to let us in, but we appreciate them. And to all our friends that invited, yes. us, invited us to these socials oh and uh, took time to talk with us yes. and catch up. I mean, I'd be here sitting in this seat for 10 minutes if I tried to recap, like, everyone who it was, I spoke with and had great had, conversations it, with. It's is just that, a pretty good time. Step made the point that he was like, I think I've dapped up more coach, more people – in the last 24 hours than I will for the remainder of, of the, the year, year combined. Like, I'm like, I yeah, probably. Well, and uh, we also, Aaron Hardigan joined us as part of the Dave Campbell yeah. staff this weekend to help us with our big time interviews, which we really appreciate everything that she did. But we were talking about it too. It's gotten to the point, I think maybe because I've just been here a little bit longer now, it feels like a massive family reunion when we go down there. It does. Like that it's legitimately feel everyone's happy to see each other. It's the perfect amount of time. It feel, It's a massive family reunion is yeah, what it feels we were, like. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we're all, it's always fun to be down there because, you know, you're right. It's our friends. And um, and, and I don't know. For me, this is me, if I can get in my feels for a moment. Like, I'm just really proud of what we've built at Dave Campbell's and what we're building here at Dave Campbell's. And every time we go there, it just, like, it reinforces that, like, yeah, we should be correct to – we're correct to be proud because, like, people – know us and and appreciate us and and the kind words that people say about what we do is is it makes it all worth it really i agree with that 100 percent, man it really is cool like it makes me feel um 
I'm just thankful. Yeah. You know, it makes me feel so thankful to be a part of it and to be able to yeah. know that you're able to touch some people's lives yeah. and help their careers and help student athletes um, find a home at the next level for me yeah. personally. That's cool. And it's only one day after coaching school has ended. But there was a good idea floated out oh, before yeah? coaching school started that if we start to talk about it now for next year, could we you put have some involvement uh -huh. or could we pull off a barbecue competition at coaching school by coaches? Could we make this happen? Is like the, this something that we the, – The issue is going to be like people want, want to bring their rig. Do you know what I mean? That's not the issue. That's the, up to them the to find the rig. The issue is timing. Yeah. Timing the issue show. is timing. It would have to be Saturday night. Yes, it would but need then to we, be. But then, like, I don't want to counter-program the banquet. Well, yeah. let's just you say, like, I mean? like, what? Hall here's a time banquet. Here's a time to turn in the meat, right? Here's a time that, <laughs> here's a time that we're Powers is going to judge every single piece. Here's a time that we're eating. Mm -hmm. Turn the meat in by this time. How you get it there is up to you. Because there's a lot of people talking a lot of mess. Let's not organize the actual cooking. Barbecue. Let's organize the eating and celebrating. Yeah. That's what I think we could – that's how I think we could pull it off. But it's an idea. It's out there, and I'm – I think, idea, it's a, I think it's a good idea. It wasn't my idea. It was not my idea. It was the coaches were, like, talking about who had the best barbecue oh, yeah. on social oh, media. Yeah. And that's where this idea kind of started. But I think that they may need some help to, like, pull it all together. Well, that gets into the college rank now with guys like Chris Gilbert moving on up they'll, to the college. And, right. And let me tell you, they'll chat with you about it. They're mm -hmm. Like, they'll chirp at you and be like, oh, no, like, your ribs don't got anything on mine. So, yeah, maybe we need to pull that off. Anyway, fun weekend down there in Houston. We appreciate our, all of our friends coming up and saying hi. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Oh, I forgot that we were doing that. Um, That's going to do it for us. Thanks yeah. for spending a little bit of your day with <laughs> us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. It's somewhere. It's by Powers. Please. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.